This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Sorry about that. This is the AfterBuzz TV show for Galavant, but since David Bowie died yesterday and he was a huge influence, not just in music, but in the LGBT community, um, David Bowie, he's like one of these awesome figures who made it okay to be weird and made it okay to be different. And um, it it feels just like a huge sadness has come across the world. And I would feel very super remiss if I didn't say something about it. It would be just weird. Um, I'm your host, Jackie Borowski. With me, uh, Susanna. Hey, you guys. I'm Susanna Kim. You can find me on Twitter at Susanna underscore Kim. I'm Blake. And I'm Blake McIver. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake McIver. I'm Michelle. Hi, I'm Michelle Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. And I'm at 123Jackie underscore B. Um, we are recapping first uh, episode three, season two, episode three, All Hell the King. Um, <laughs> I'd like to start with uh, Richard and Gallivant, who are our new favorite duo. They, in that last episode, we noticed that Richard's castle was missing. And so <laughs> they are now going in search of the castle, and they end up finding a town that Richard points out looks familiar. And it turns out it looks familiar because the people made it out of pieces of this castle. Um, and then we have this great song about democracy, which I, I thought was just super fun. Um, Matt Lucas plays like the main peasant who is explaining the democracy to him. Um, he was in Bridesmaids, which is probably what most people know him for. I know him for playing uh, Tenardier in Les Mis. In yes. Les Mis. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad yeah. you said that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for saying that. Because I kept point. being like... and. I mean, I liked Bridesmaids. I wasn't crazy about Bridesmaids, but I was like, why does this guy look familiar? Why does this guy look familiar? And I was reading the IMDb, and I was like, Bridesmaids, oh, whatever. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he was in Lame Lame Miz 25. Yeah, the 25th oh, anniversary of so Lame which is, so phenomenal. Like, my favorite. It's super awesome. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have the song about democracy, <laughs> and it, it was also funny because there, um, Richard 
has this moment where he's like, I guess they don't really need me. Like, I don't know what my point is in life. And also, they don't even recognize him. Yeah. They're, they're like, Galavan! Right. Hey! And he's like, what about me? So then he has what um, is my favorite song of these two episodes, which is the sad, like, soul-searching song where he's like, I could be a blacksmith. <laughs> I could be... It was great. It was, like, such a nice it, if I were a rich man, like, yes. homage, kind of. Yes, it was. It really was. Um, and it's interesting to me because I want to know what that structure is that he ended up sitting down on. It looked to me kind of like a theater set, which was which was super fun because I you ultimately think of Richard as like the most theatrical character. So right. you're like, you should just be an actor because that's what you are. Right. Yes. <laughs> and his sword ended up glowing at the end. Yes, of the that was exciting. Yes. Yeah. I thought they were going to explain that a little more, but nope. no. It was just the magic that came. Yeah. Just going to pepper it in. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're going to figure out what it means to be the one true king because right now he's the one true nothing. <laughs> yeah. True he's the one true hipster. So Dissatisfied funny. and searching for purpose. I also like how they point out that in their democracy, like certain, they had this like laundry list of people who can't vote at that point. <laughs> that was amazing. Right. Yes. Oh, it, it, like, it includes gingers, which <laughs> yep. gotta just include oh, everyone. Awesome. That there was another like male. bad ginger joke in there too, where I was like, they just don't like gingers. Yeah, no. something about like. Something weaved out of the hair of oh all the yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yes in his his sheets that they, yeah. they use as yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plucked the hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Brad Harris from every ginger <laughs> yeah. yeah. to make the R's. Yeah, I awesome. mean, what does Alan Menken have against redheads? Oh. Little Mermaid was a redhead, <laughs> for heaven's sake. Really Ever since Ariel, he's like, no more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy the line that it was progressive for the Middle Ages. That, right. That yes. kind of tossed aside by Galavan, like, you know what? It is. Yeah. It is. I accept that. <laughs> I also like, I mean, this is, uh, it's always my argument against England's monarchy because they're still paying money to keep upkeep these people's lifestyle. And you're like, why? <laughs> not, I mean, not that I don't think like William and Kate are adorable <laughs> and whatnot, but it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Your taxes go to pay for that. Um, and, uh, and Matt Lucas's character, who I, I just have been calling like the head head townsman or head <laughs> yeah. servant or whatever. <laughs> Peasant number one. Peasant number right. one. Um, he and if you know his name, please feel free to like comment or tweet at us and let us know. But um, I didn't. I actually like didn't see it when or recall it or couldn't figure out if they said it yeah. at all. I read an article that. His name is John, but I can't remember if it's Peasant John or oh. Townsman John. Or I Good old John. Good old John. John. Right. How, John. How English. Yes. Right, yes. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny that um, they make this point that it's like, well, what is a king anyway? It's just like one man wearing this hat that uh-huh. came down from another guy that is like from this like royal family. And then Richard said that his family was descended from like something and a mermaid. Gods oh, and a mermaid. Yes. Gods, Gods and a mermaid. And a mermaid. <laughs> Amazing. Which can only end well. Exactly. <laughs> so then we have uh, Isabella, 
And she is, uh, at the beginning, she's still protesting her wedding. And she's she's meeting with the wedding planner, who is <laughs> Mr. Wormwood. Mm-hmm. And um, Mr. Wormwood has this funny aside with this... Um, with this new character whose name I also forget, but I think he's going to be, um, he's been doing some interviews around, so I think he's going to be in future episodes, okay. his like henchman, his, mm-hmm. his number one guy. And they have this like funny exchange. And then she, um, Mr. Wormwood has, um, has magically, uh, what, what is the word I'm looking for? What enchanted. Did, enchanted. That's, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. He's magically enchanted this crown <laughs> that he puts on her head, and now she thinks everything is wonderful, and he's going to somehow use that influence to take over the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have that one funny scene where she's dancing with the king who's in, like, a baby Bjorn on... Oh, my gosh, that <laughs> was <laughs> hilarious. I just fantastic. It. I love the jester's role. Oh, yeah. I just love the jester. Yeah. Uh, especially, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it because it was one of my favorite scenes where she was like, play it again, and it was the jester with the little marionette dolls. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Reenacting. Like, scene just over. And over. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure this is healthy? Yeah. Do it again. Uh, and eating her, like, hand-cut marshmallows yeah. with yeah, her big yeah. snuggly blanket. I was like, yes, honey, been there. Yeah. It, reminded <laughs> me, it reminded me of that scene in Legally Blonde. Yes! After, right after, after the, the breakup. Break up, yeah. And she's, like, Liar. throwing the chocolate at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh, funny! It was awesome, and she did such a good Karen David. She did such a good job playing, you know, just crazy, pretty much, you know, just like playing all like colors of the spectrum. She was bright and bubbly and happy, you know, when she was enchanted. And then, of course, like you know, in the beginning, we got her how she normally was, just like very against everything. <laughs> and yeah, I love seeing all the colors from her. She's yeah. so talented. Yeah. She is talented. Uh. I feel like this whole cast to me is talented. They have good mm-hmm. comedic timing, which is a bummer. Um, for it not to be recognized as much as uh, I feel like it should be. Mm-hmm. And then in the end of this episode, Gareth, we find out, has been having bad dreams. <laughs> Poor Gareth. He's been <laughs> going through it. I love this interaction between him and Sid where he's like, what could this mean? And he's acting like it's a super veiled thing. And he's like, the king, I stabbed him in the back. And he's like... I, I think you're feeling guilty, and he's like, "That's no. not a thing. That's not a thing. No. Yeah, it's not real. Couldn't be that." What? <laughs> Which I, I thought was hilarious. And then uh, Sid helps him get to bed by doing this like pulling of the. That was oh, so cool. I loved that with his little lullaby that his mother taught. Yeah, him. it was hysterical. Yeah. I thought at first that Gareth was going to hit him, and Me then he was too. Like, There's one more. Yeah. <laughs> it was. The most precious thing. Yeah. You can for a second if he was just going to sock him in the face because it seems like his reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And these so two sweet. episodes, we really get to see our quote unquote bad guys be super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We get to oh, see yes. what makes them super vulnerable. And so um, in episode four, I, I guess I put Madalena's roast as last, but since we're talking about Gareth and Madalena, um, they do, I, I know I said this in the last episode, I was like, I do like their little chemistry romance thing they've got going on, and um, Madalena is invited to a roast, and she's obsessing over her earrings, <laughs> and we learn that um, these two girls who are, these two women um, who are hosting the roast, they, they like taunted her when she was little, and she wanted to be one of them, and they, she tried to get into their carriage when they beckoned to her and they and they like moved scooted (laughs) along and she couldn't get in and so she just wanted to be one of the mean girls mean girls of the middle ages yeah Mm -hmm. and so she grew up to be a mean girl and she um 
and she was invited to their roast, and she's thinking here it's like a big meal, and it's actually a comedy roast of her. (laughs) (laughs) So rough. I know. I wasn't expecting that at all. And then (laughs) I wasn't expecting that at all either, which I was was expecting her to kind of, like, bond with them or something, but it turns out on a sadder note where, like, she feels super bummed out that they roasted her, and she ends up having to walk home because the carriage does the same thing, where... (laughs) It, it skips ahead and won't let her in, and She's like, of course. And so she has this this really like beautiful melancholy song about how she's feeling feelings for the first time. Yeah, it was yeah. a really pretty melody. Yeah. I was wow. like, oh, oh that's so that's one of his better melodies this yeah. season. Yeah, that's so too. It got deep. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice to have Madalena sing it because last season Madalena's songs, for whatever reason, didn't strike a chord with me like mm-hmm. I, I just didn't enjoy them and even I know they had that big number with the mirrors and everything and I just <laughs> it just didn't hit me I don't know mm-hmm. but this song really really struck with me and um, I like that we have Gareth coming in and bringing her the severed ears with the earrings yep <laughs> so sweet <laughs> yeah. Women. yeah and of he course she likes well. it better with the ears on her right yep. <laughs> it's so perfect for their romance mm-hmm. absolutely it is I thought it was a sweet moment uh, compared to what we saw last week where they were at each other's throats and throwing things away. Now he's giving her a gift and she says she likes it. And Well, they're, they're like the Liz Taylor and Richard Burton of the medieval yes. world. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's a perfect comparison. <laughs> I mean, kind of cruel to Richard Burton, but yes. Or, uh, I don't actually think Liz Taylor or Richard Burton was that dumb. But, no. But, <laughs> but I meant a good relationship dynamic-wise. Yes. Totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, speaking of romance, we have the chef and Gwyn, and um, we have this scene where the chef starts throwing out copious amounts of food and Gwen cannot handle it. Mm. I could not handle it. No, it yeah. hurt my heart. It's I was upsetting. watching that and I'm like I don't know. I'm not a very good cook so whenever I see really good food I'm like I must eat that and you can't squander that. And right. so when I saw them throwing that away I was like I could eat that and so Gwen had the same reaction yep. um, and Chef is like no we're big pimping now. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this whole song about how um how their life has changed and um, she it turns out like she's not able to handle it and he says this sweet thing where he's saying okay well I don't want to live with all this if I can't have you and so they decide to leave together which um, that I don't know it seemed rather weird to me that it just happened so abruptly I was like okay this was clearly just a vehicle to get them yeah, out of this there. was a plot device for yeah. sure mm-hmm. yeah yep. as cute as the number was I was like I don't buy it no exactly. <laughs> I don't buy it exactly yeah. that's exactly how I felt I was like because we you would think from the the characterization we've gotten from them thus far that they would both be super anxious not just Gwen but both of them would be super anxious because I mean the chef was treated horribly by Richard oh yeah <laughs> so, and Madeline yeah so you would think you would think that they would both be super anxious especially because uh, the chef had been super anxious up until this point so you're like <laughs> I don't understand why all of a sudden he's like oh now I'm big pimpin it's like I, what like right. it seems to come from nowhere. And mm-hmm. it was clearly just a vehicle to, to yeah. get them out of there so we can have them encounter some other character along And I was the way. kind of still falsely under the impression that they were all sort of 
being still, even though they're living large, being held captive yeah. in yeah. this land. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think you could just walk out the front door. Right? <laughs> and are you getting paid for your cooking? <laughs> you know? Because Isabella's parents can't leave, and they're still royal. So yeah. uh, <laughs> why would the chef and Gwen just be right? able to saunter out right. of this desert <laughs> palace? Yeah. And where are they going to go? Yeah. It's not exactly, you can't exactly just go to the shipyard. They got like, stuff to no. do. <laughs> Places to go. I like how it started, though, how she's in the in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I She's like, I'm like not that. sleeping in a bed where you give birth or die or both. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. Um, so I want to take a little break and do some shout outs. Oh. We have um, a, a couple people commented on YouTube. I want to shout out to Gus Fadden. And apologies if I don't pronounce these right. You're free to like tell me how to actually pronounce them. <laughs> I know my name is not super easy to pronounce. Um but he pointed out that the chef picked up the shards of the amulet that she threw down. So Ooh, good observation. Hopefully that'll come into play with them leaving and everything. Um, shout out to the other people who commented. Andrea, Cherish42, Shibasa, Shibasa, Marco Polo 310, PTL 2007. And then shout out to our recent iTunes commenters, Battlegirl Deb, Lana Vase, Lana Vase. Um, and Melissa D. Arnold. And if you guys comment on iTunes or YouTube, I'll give you a shout-out. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. yay. And we also had some of the writers from Galavant watching our after show. We and did. They tweeted, they tweeted us. They tweeted us. It was very exciting. Seeing some of our predictions might be right, which we saw yes. Madalena, you know, kind of softening up. So, yeah. That was awesome. And the... Stone of Valencia. Oh, oh yes, the jewel, the, Valencia the jewel of Valencia is back. back. Yes, we so were. So I mean, last week. Yeah, <laughs> so mad. Oh, they heard it. <laughs> so mad, and then boom! I wish that I could secret everything in my life like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. It really was. <laughs> Even if it came from Richard's butt. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. Can we talk about him ingesting it? Yes, his mouth. First, his mouth. I love that whole scene where where he's trying to explain what happened and Gallivant is like, but but it's real but how But he does tell what's her name? Our ginger girl? Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Bobby. We haven't gotten Remember into her yet, Bobby. but he, he does tell her that he can still fit his whole fist yes! in his mouth. So just saying. I love just that he saying. correlated that. He's yes. got awesome. I mean, it's about, we've held the Jewel of Valencia. It's yeah. about the size of a It pin. is about the size of a pin. <laughs> I held it before yes. this situation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean. We held it I, pre-poo. We held it pre-poo. Oh, yes. Oh, b- before it had gone on that journey. Yeah. All right. Before it had gone on that journey. The full journey. So, we have Gallivant and Richard. Um, they... The the town decides to have uh, or okay I have to find my note on this because uh, Gallivant and Richard realize that because it's a democracy they're going to have to appeal to the people for <laughs> um, for for whether or not like the people are willing to be their army essentially right. um, and the Mark Matt Lucas is John the John character he goes I can't imagine a free people ever voting to send an army into an open ended foreign conflict which profits only the few that would be madness yeah. shade but yes yes but true if you don't know what we're referring to I'm going to say it Ricky Gervais style we're, we're referring to the war in Iraq <laughs> <laughs> oh is that what we were talking about <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I actually I was a traitor and watched and watched the Golden Globes and Ricky Gervais made a joke about sticking his Golden Globe up his ass. He absolutely did. <laughs> he, did. Yeah. he absolutely did. But then I watched Gallivant so it could get the plus seventy two or whatever it is. The oh um, right. But yeah, if you watch if you watch the episodes within the span, I think it's of like two or three days of when it airs, mm. they still get some sort of points that yeah. count towards ratings. Good to know. Yeah. Mm. So I I mean I if if you're ever torn between two shows and you're like, but I still want to give this show some ratings, you can still do it within the plus. I, I can't remember if it's two or three days. You guys will have to let me know. I believe it's three. It's three. three there Thank we go. you. Nice. There you go. The plus three. <laughs> um, so Galavan and Richard are uh, up and uh, in front of the newly liberated peasants, I suppose. They're in yes. front of the... It's like a town hall meeting. In almost. It's a town, town hall, hall. Yeah. which was hilarious. In the rec center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in the rec center. <laughs> and Richard has that funny joke about how the part of the town drunk has already been taken because Galavan <laughs> says he's drunk and yes. he's like, I couldn't oh, be that. Yeah. Uh, it's already been taken. He's over there. <laughs> Just puking into his little whatever basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Galavan gets up and makes a speech and um, Richard then kindly goes up to like help him and be like, fight for true love. Come fight for true love. And the people aren't having it <laughs> except for Bobby. Um, <laughs> And they and Bobby decides to go with them, and they all Bobby manages to like steal some horses. I think it was like they stole horses and like burned something down. They burned the rex. The they burned yeah. the rex down. Yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't that cute to begin with. No. Right. <laughs> so then they go to ba- basically uh, for Game of Thrones watchers, they go to Craster's Keep, aka they go to this hut where they talk to a guy about trying to get his army, and um, they've made a deal. And Richard says, "I can't believe that you didn't just like kill us and steal the the." the jewel anyway <laughs> and so then they start a fight and in the middle of the fight Richard learns that Bobby is the childhood friend that his parents basically hired to be his friend <laughs> paid to play with him yeah, yes. yeah. Bless. and I can't remember what the age difference was it was something like, was like he was 7 like, to 13 yeah it was like yeah, they were like, like 6 years apart or yeah. something um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you look six years apart. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I think I think Tim Amundsen is like a cute guy. I love him. I oh, love definitely. Oh my god, he's, he's very him. attractive. His yes. beard is glorious. Yeah, yes. everything about it. It like <laughs> just curls at the end and everything. Yes. He's magnificent. Timothy. <laughs> it doesn't oh, matter Timothy. that she's younger. I see why she has a crush on him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, so they're all in, they're all in the woods and they're talking and Gallivant decides, he's like, I need to get rid of Richard. And Richard's like, I'm your new sidekick. <laughs> um, and they decide to go to a candlelit, uh, restaurant, which is basically everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the Middle Ages. Awesome. I mean, you know. <laughs> we love Middle Ages jokes, guys. It's Gallivant. It you is. It them. is. You yeah. Need them. So they go to the restaurant and they have what I thought was another super cute number where um where Gallivant has to like obviously sing to Richard what he should or should not be doing. Oh, yeah. He's basically doing his kiss the girl moment. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like Yes, exactly. It's don't die alone. And then, don't die alone. <laughs> Only significantly more obvious than Oh Sebastian. yes. Yeah. Much more on the nose. I yeah. love it when he hands in the rose and Richard's like, Oh, this is delightful. Yeah. And he's like, No. Yeah. Give it. Redirect. It's still ineffective. Yeah. Still didn't get much from that. Yeah, mostly because Richard set himself on fire and then <laughs> 
But did he set his sleeve on fire or his beard? That's I think it was the beard. beard. Yeah, I think oh, it was that glorious beard. Yeah. That glorious beard. Glorious yeah. beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's all around the beard. <laughs> I should have watched the credits to see if any beards were harmed in the oh. making. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Richard himself was kind of a beard for a while. <laughs> anyway. Yup. Yup. Nope. Remember last episode, guys? <laughs> um, it all ties in. It all ties in. So then afterwards they have a conversation where Richard was like, oh, they were trying to set us up. Oh, how preposterous that is. We're only friends. We're only friends. And we know, um, I, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, but like I feel like the spoilers are obvious because we know, we know that they're trying to set up Richard and Bobby. And right. Spoiler yeah. alert. Oh. Oh, spoiler alert. I was like, oh god, ready to go. Okay. Yeah, I was like, is that, is, that, is that an evacuation? <laughs> I said something wrong. <laughs> um, yes, so they're trying. They're they're trying to get some sort of romance together for Richard. I assume it's going to be Bobby because the actress has on IMDb has credits for all of the episodes this oh, season. Nice, oh. wow. Um, okay. Sorry if I spoiled something for you, but. It's it's pretty obvious. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. for it. She's cute. Yeah. yeah. She's adorable. She's really yeah, cute. I would really she actually was one of the factory women in Les Mis. Oh, in the movie? Yeah, oh, in cool. the movie Les Mis. Oh. That's cool. Because I was looking for her credits and I we know that at some point she's going to have to sing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And so I was like, okay, I wonder what she's been in. So she was one of the factory women in Les Mis. And then a bunch of other stuff I didn't recognize. Sorry. But she doesn't she actually doesn't have a very um she could have done t- of stage stuff, but she doesn't right, have a very right. extensive uh, television and film gotcha. credit list. Her name is Claire Foster, and she's adorable. Claire she's Foster, so cute. yeah. I really yeah. like her character. I really oh, like yeah. her. Oh, yeah. It's great. I like that she has a cute, like, schoolgirl crush on him. Mm-hmm. I like that she's, like, kind of um, swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She can fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like her character. I'm really excited about her character. Um... <laughs> So, out of all the songs, I have a list of the songs right here. We have the first one, which is Build a New Tomorrow. <laughs> then we have the Jolly Bax- Blacksmith song. Mm-hmm. And it, it bums me out because not all of the songs are on iTunes. So, then I'm like, uh, I can't get all of them. <laughs> um, we have the Chef and Gwyn song. Um, the What Am I Feeling, which was Mad- Magdalena's song, mm-hmm. Magdalena's song to Gareth. Or to herself, herself. I guess. Yeah. And then Gareth came in. Um Galavant's table serenade, I mm-hmm. called it. Uh, maybe you won't die alone. So yeah. out of all those, <laughs> well, and I guess we can include Sid's lullaby. What was your favorite song <laughs> this episode? I think Madalena's song takes the cake for me. Yeah, me too. I loved it because it was like legitimately good. Like if I had, if I heard that song in a musical, like motivated correctly, I would be like, yeah, I totally buy this in a, in yes. a, in yeah, a Broadway I show. Agree with that. Yes, completely, totally agree. I think. For entertainment value, I really, really loved the build a new, build a better tomorrow. Oh yeah, build a yeah. New tomorrow. yeah. Um, it started out kind of like okay, democracy. It's a democracy song. I'm yeah. listening to Kimia Johnson right now, <laughs> a lot, which is cool. And then they started, you know, singling people out and saying, yeah. except for these people, everybody. And it is a Kimia Johnson song. Johnson song. Excuse me. <laughs> I think I I mean I would have to say Madalena Madalena's um song What am I feeling and tied with the Jolly Blacksmith song just cuz 
Richard's that was great. sad song about what the things he could do <laughs> and, and how, couldn't do. And how misguided he was about how things happened. Like the blacksmith would put the thing with the other thing and make another thing. <laughs> Just completely uninformed on every trade. You no, know, and how beer is made out of grapes. Yeah. And you stomp them and peel them. Yes. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Um, before we go into news and gossip, do you guys have any other comments, thoughts? on the episode I'm just hoping I wish because I feel like the show is so like geared towards like the Broadway audience I wish we would get more like American Broadway actors I just feel like it would just like ugh, be chicken soup for the soul to see like uh, Megan Hilty or Dina Menzel or you know Sutton like, Foster <laughs> uh, yeah just any of those just to get them on there I think that would you know be great for the show and just because like this is our opportunity unlike shows like Empire or Nashville they're like musical shows but this is us being able to see like our musical theater actors like in their craft you yeah. know and on TV and like when do we ever get to, I was telling them earlier I was like I feel like I should be paying to you know see the show sometimes because you know theater shows are expensive and this is quality work like you know they're, they're busting their chops all the choreography it's so good so I would love to see some of you know our actors that we see like on our Broadway shows on show. I think Isn't though so great? just to be devil's advocate I think that because this show is so loaded with Brits even though Timothy uh, Timothy Amundsen is not a Brit right. which is hilarious <laughs> to me because that is funny. he is super fabulous and you're, you mm-hmm. he reads as so oh, British totally he reads as so British and he's not um but the show is so loaded with Brits and has such a Monty Python undertone. Right. I think they're also... It's weird because it's like it's shown on a U.S. network to a U.S. audience, but they're they're trying to pull in that Monty Python audience by mm-hmm. having all these like old, well-known British actors mm-hmm. from British television series and British musicals, hoping that they'll draw it in. But you're right. It's like, it's weird because you're not playing this on the BBC. You're playing exactly. it no. to like, an audience that might not necessarily little. know the British actors. Mm-hmm. And it's just our opportunity to see these actors that we love be on stage almost, you know, and yeah. on TV yeah. and have that easy access to it. So, yeah, I would just love to see that. This actually goes into my news and gossip. <laughs> so I was reading Broadway World because it, there's only, as much as you read about Gallivant, most of what you read about the actors are actors plugging the show or actors recaps. And they've been, um, I think, Timothy and... Um, Oh my gosh, the girl who plays Karen David. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went on Good Morning America recently mm-hmm. and sang some songs. Um, so you can always see the actors plugging it, and it's like there's not a lot of other outside information about the show because it's a limited series. So I went on Broadway World because I know that people who watch this, they're either like Monty Python fans or they're old school musical fans. Um, this and Broadway year, World is the best place for gossip. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an actual gossip. No, it <laughs> is. Literally just news. Um, but there, it's the 20th anniversary of Rent this year. And um, if you guys want to see what influenced Hamilton for real, <laughs> throw in a little shade. I mean, Ooh. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go into why I don't think Hamilton is the most revolutionary musical of all time. But it just um, got chilly in here. Yeah. Where's my scarf? But if you want to have a conversation with me outside of After Buzz about why Hamilton is not the most revolutionary American musical of all time, maybe you should look at Rent. Um, Hamilton 
to me is heavily influenced by rent. And I went, um, Broadway World is having 20 days of rent. So they're showing all kinds of old clips of the original rent cast. And then I went back and got super nostalgic and started watching old clips of the original rent cast. And I was first like, oh my gosh, how young were they? Adina Menzel had like a big curly bouffant. Um, Giant Jufro. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) she did. Eventually, yeah. She she said it. (laughs) Yeah. She had lip liner and everything. And it's, it's interesting too because if you, if you watch the movie, um, which came out many, many years later, and had a, three decades, three later, decades later, it feels and like. And had a lot of the original cast members. You're like, holy crap! You mean that, they were super young. That movie musical, Mortgage, is that what you're referring? Yes. To? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Because you're. Lo- I was looking at them, and I'm like, I forgot how young they were when they started doing this. Totally. <laughs> and they look so different than they do in, in the movie. For those of them that are the original cast, right, they're not right, all the right. original cast. And I don't mean to completely shady Hamilton. There are clearly good numbers and good singers and good actors that are in it. I just feel like we didn't give its proper nod to what came before it. Mm. Um, and then also there's a cabaret. I love cabaret. There's a tour of cabaret going around um, the U.S. this year. So it's L.A. is one of the cities it's stopping in. But if you if you just Google it, I'm sure you'll find the other cities it stops in. Um, the ratings for Gallivant dropped. In Boo. these two episodes, Aww. the Golden Globes are going on. That's so, true. That's uh, tough. That's I don't. Fair. They haven't done the plus three uh, ratings yet, so hopefully that will make it bring back up because yeah. it is tough to come against the Golden Globes. Yeah. And they even referenced it in their in they, their intro song. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> and then um, it looked like from an article I sent around to you guys earlier that somebody did confirm the relationship with. Uh, Kylie and yeah. and the guy who plays Galavant. Mm-hmm. So Joshua it looks sounds. like it's it's confirmed. And then of course I went Ooh. on and read more super rumors where it was like they're engaged, they're going to be married. Mm. You know, <laughs> because that's what you do when you go into a hole of rumors. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But what's the fun in not going through that yeah, hole? Yeah, you have to keep going to. and you have to yes. read like the neighbor's <laughs> third friend's dog saw them walking down a uh-huh. path. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. if you don't end a rumor mill, journey with questioning whether or not the moon landing happened like you did yes, not yeah you exactly. did not do it properly that's exactly. that is so well said it's and so we have true. the right excuse it's because we're on after buzz so we have to look at this absolutely stuff. We do. it's for you our guys. job so I you're welcome it. i did the same research for you i did it for you you're welcome oh. you're welcome okay and this is like actual spoiler so yeah spoiler alert uh, I read that, and I don't actually know if this is true, because in the article I sent you, I was like, I can't tell if this is a joke or actually true, because it's Galavan, but I heard that Richard is going to do a love song with a zombie army backup. Oh. And I, oh. it was in the, like, it was in this article that said, like, six things to look forward to in Galavan, and most of them were just dead obvious. It was, yeah. like, yeah. stuff we know, like... Like Richard is going on a self journey, and it's like, duh, we yeah, know that. Yeah. Um, well, maybe the only army he can find is a zombie army. I know he can't find be... any living fighters. Yes. Magic, you know. Yeah, I'm really shoot. excited if that's true. I'm really excited if that's I'm true. Open to it. <laughs> it's all the knights from King Arthur's court. That's the only thing that matters about that sword. It's yes! like he's, it's the sword of the stone, <gasps> and they're all but go. they're all dead. <laughs> so and there you go. Just like... and then maybe it's an homage to Michael Jackson. Oh. 
Like maybe, a thriller. Yep, yes. right. Maybe that sword, maybe this is another Game of Thrones reference. I know you, Galavant, and I know you like your Game of Thrones references. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe the sword will be used to raise like the dead, like as Ooh, a, all dead the white walkers can like walk away. Right. Imagine. Oh my wow. gosh. And Hortensia Good. does look scarily like the Red Keep, which is the main castle in um for those of you not watching Game of Thrones, it's the main <laughs> castle in Game of Thrones. And it looks very eerily <laughs> like that set. So, just it does out. sort of have that like geometric thing going on. It's with like, stacked castle, yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like sandy brown, like the red key, yeah, and then it it does have like a it's like on a hill and stacked stair like, step, yeah. yeah. I think they shoot in real castles, right? In England, I think I saw. And they shot yes. the, all the Desert yeah. stuff in Morocco this wow. season because Karen they David. They might was... have actually shot at the Red Keep then because they might have because Game of Thrones shoots in Morocco. I don't actually, and this is like if you're a rabid Game of Thrones fan, you probably know where the actual like shooting of the Red <laughs> Keep is. But they do shoot Game of Thrones in Morocco and England and a bunch of other countries. I just remember Karen David tweeting while they were filming from on set in Morocco. Interesting. There you go. There you so go. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, that's all I have for you guys today. You can find me, my Twitter, my Instagram, my blog. It's all at 123jackieb.com. Um, Susanna, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Susanna underscore Kim, on Instagram at Susanna Kim. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake McIver. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. Oh, and my uh, web series, Words, Wine, Women, we just released another video. And we're discussing gender-neutral toys. Yes. So, oh, I love so check that. Check that out. Check it out. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.